the word of God, the future glory of the kingdom. This is the title of today's message. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 18, verses, I'm sorry, verse, Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25. Please rise for the reading of the word of God. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Amen. Amen. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Please be seated. Let us begin by praying for the illumination of God's word. Our Lord and God, give us your spirit. Increase our knowledge and love for you. Our Lord and God, enlighten us with the message from your written word. Bless our listeners. We ask and we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me begin by introducing our message. Many weeks ago, I preached from Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. The title of that message was Children of God. In this, I show that Paul describes the existence of Christians as one being in connection with God the Father. Because Christians belong to the kingdom of God. I also try to support this with the following points. Because Christians belong to the kingdom of God, unbelievers are a condemned member of the kingdom of God. Because Christians are members of the kingdom of God, the spirit of God eternally keeps us in the grace of God. I should say a member of God. There are many members, and we're one of them. Because Christians belong to the kingdom of God, naturally, naturally, we are thankful unto God, the Father, for our divine election in Christ Jesus. Amen? 
Now that I have covered last week's material, let us cover, cover today's material. Today, the title of the message is The Future Glory of the Kingdom. The Future Glory of the Kingdom. Today, I will explain that in Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 25, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, describes for us the future glory of the kingdom of God because Christians are heirs of his kingdom. Heirs of the kingdom. The author of this message, I must remind you, each time is Paul. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. That is his official office. That was his official office, as I should say. I should say, uh, when he was here amongst us many, many years ago. We're talking about first century A.D. He, he, no longer, he no longer holds that office. For now he is in heaven. In the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He has entered into glory. But I must tell you this because we have to cling to the words that he has given us. Trusting that being that he was an apostle of Jesus Christ. He was chosen by God. By the Lord, our, by the Lord Jesus. He was chosen to write this, this letter. And this letter has been with us for many, many centuries. And this letter has authority. It has the Lord's authority. And it's, we trust that it is the word of God. We trust that Paul, being that he was an apostle of Jesus Christ, that he was an inspired writer. And that these words he written, he written in his own language, but he wrote as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Amen? The genre of this letter, or the genre of this writing, is, is it's a letter. It's a letter. It has all the, the, uh, the structure of a letter. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to go into it in detail, but just understand that this is a letter, and that this letter was written to the Roman, Jewish, and non-Jewish conver converts. To the, to the um, Roman Jewish and non-Jewish converts. That is, those members of the body of Christ, the visible body of Christ that at, in the first century A.D. it was written to them. Being that it was written to them, it's also written to us. And so we can read and we can take the words of Paul and we can apply it in our lives. And that's what I will try to do. This morning. Amen. As I stated. Romans 8. 18 through 25. In it Paul gives us a description. A description. Of the future glory. Of the kingdom of God. Glory. What do I mean by glory? I mean that glory is a condition. Of blessedness. It's a condition of blessedness. It's a condition with past, present, and future realities. Past, present, and future realities. 
What do I mean by this? Well, being that we are creatures with time, unlike God, who's a being without time, we are creature. We are creatures created with time. If you remember back in the book of Genesis, it was clear that God had established basically a beginning and an end for us. The beginning, of course, in the beginning, you remember, in the beginning, God what? The heavens and the earth. That's where it all began as far as God is concerned for us. It began with the, with the creation of the heavens and the earth. And then from that point on, he began to create all the other things that are necessary in order for us to what? Exist as we exist even now today. The only difference is that we are in a fallen condition. We're in a fallen condition. What do I mean by that? Well, we're no longer in the condition in which God first created us. We're no longer created or I should say, we're no longer hold to or have that righteousness which God first, first created us in. That is a condition in which we were truly holy. We were truly separate, set apart for God's glories, for God's mercies, for God's purpose, which was given to the first man and the first woman, which was to keep the garden in which he placed them in. When they rebelled against God, when they, when they deliberately rebelled against God, they lost, they lost a lot of what they first acquired from God. They lost that, 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 how can I say it, that righteousness before God. So what happened was instead of being right before God, they became condemned. They were judged as guilty before God, guilty of sinning against him, guilty of breaking the covenant, the promise that he had established them in. And so what that brought was fallen, a fallen state. It brought them into a fallen state, a fallen condition. And that's what we're in, even right now today. The signs are there. What are the signs that we are in a condemned state? First of all, death. Death is a sign that we are judged creatures of God. Death is not God's eternal plan and purpose for, for his creation. And before I go into it, much deeper, just understand that condition has a past reality. That is the past reality. The present reality, the present reality is that we must deal with this each day. Each day, we're reminded, we're reminded of our judgment, being condemned. We're in a condemned state before God. And we need forgiveness. We need forgiveness. We want to be forgiven because it, otherwise this will continue to go on and on and on and on forever. And listen, God is just not going to allow that. God is a just God. 
And God will bring justice. Trust me. The word of God is clear on this. This is God will bring justice to his creation. And he will, he will not rest until it's completed. So, future realities. It has a future reality. What are these future realities? The future reality is that, again, God will, once again, bring us back into a full and right relationship, similar to that, which was in Adam and Eve in the beginning. Similar, I say similar, not the same. It's going to, but it's going to be similar in this, in, in this way. It's going to be similar. that He's going to create us fully righteous before him. Meaning that we're going to be we're going to be fully right before God, set right before God, both in body and soul. So our condition will no longer be in a fallen condition, but it will be in a glorified condition. And that's what I'm talking about here. The glories of God. The glo- and I shouldn't say glories because God is one God, but the glory of God. Amen? The kingdom of God. Understand this about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is an eternal space. It's an eternal space with eternal blessings. That's the best way I can can describe it. It's a space. And it's a space that because it's eternal, it's without time. And because God is there, there's no beginning and there's no end. That's hard for us to comprehend. I know that. Because, again, we were created with time. We were created with the beginning. And we were created with the end. We see that every day. We are born. We're all born into this world the same way, pretty much. We've kind of tweaked that and adjusted that. But still, pretty much, we're all born the same way. And we all die. That's our, it's the beginning. It's the end. But in the kingdom of God, there is no beginning and there is no end as far as God is concerned the kingdom of God because because he had decreed it out of eternity meaning that he had commanded that he had determined in eternity that it would it will it would exist and that he would be in this kingdom as far as he's concerned this kingdom has always existed it's always existed and his blessings continues to unfold even right now before us as we wait for the future realities of this glory to manifest itself. That is to come to reality to be fully revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord who shall return here real soon. Now, it's the eternal space of eternal joy. It's, it's, it's listen. There's no greater joy than being forgiven by God. There's no greater joy. For the Christian, it should be no greater joy. For we know that our God is a just God. He's a holy God. And being forgiven by him, there's no greater joy. Being blessed by him, there is no greater joy. The grace of God that is his love for us. His promise to, for, to, to all those who believe 
in Christ Jesus, his promises, there's, there's nothing more valuable. It's more precious than gold and even silver. Amen? This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I need not say more. This is the word of God. Now, how can we fully understand all this? How can we fully understand that this is a description of the future glory of the kingdom of God? And because this is a description of the future glory, Paul is trying to remind us. Paul is trying to bring us into a place. Not remind us, I should say, but Paul was, Paul was basically stating to us the facts. And the fact is, is that we are heirs of God. Heirs of his kingdom. And I, later on I'll explain what heirs mean. But understand that this is part of his blessings. Remember I talked about the kingdom being filled. That there's a space of eternity. A space of eternal blessings and eternal joy. Well, listen. That is ours. That is ours. It belongs to us. Amen? Amen. And so, in order to fully understand this, what I will try to do, I will try to start off by uh, three points. Sharing this with, with three points. Point number one. We will see that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom of God, God will ultimately punish all his enemies. Point number two. We will see that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, God will eternally bless his own. Point number three, we will see that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, Christians naturally look for the return of the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, without further introduction, let us move into the message of God. Let's move into the message of God. Now, point number one. Point number one. Remember, I spoke, I said that because Christians are heirs of the kingdom of God, God will ultimately punish all his enemies. He will ultimately punish all his enemies. Romans chapter 3, verses uh, 23. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Paul tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Not a few, not some, but what? All. All have sinned. And because all have sinned, all are under the condemnation of the Lord our God. Remember, our God is a eternal God. And he is a God that has revealed himself in three persons. Father, Son, and what? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. This we what? Believe. We believe in God the Father, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, His Son, the only begotten Son, and in the Spirit. And so, we believe that being that we believe in a, in a God that is an eternal being. And so, what we want to see from this is that because God is the eternal being. We're part of this eternity in a real way. In a real way, we're part of this eternity. This eternity, and 
That is that God is creating us and he's molding us and he's making us into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And being that he's making us into the, into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he has taken us, sinful creatures, he has taken us out of a sinful state. And he has brought us into a blessed state, a blessed community. And this community I title and I describe as the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. This is the kingdom of God. It is, a, it is a place in which God has brought us into and he has made us his own for the sake of Christ Jesus our Lord. It's not because of anything in us. Because the only thing that is in us is what? Sin. And anything else it must, that, 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 that can make us right before God must come from Him. It must come from Him. In this kingdom, in this kingdom as we know it right now, there are those who reject this message. There are those who not only reject this message, but guess what? They're doing everything they can within their power to stop this message from going forth. They're doing everything they can to, as it were, to, 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 to snatch us away from this kingdom. They're constantly accusing us of unrighteousness. And to a certain point, to a, certain, to a certain point, you know, they're right. Because we're not fully complete yet in Christ Jesus. We have received the first deposit, which is the Holy Spirit, but we still must battle with, and we must continue to struggle with the old nature. And because we must continue to struggle with the old nature, from time to time, the old nature will rear its ugly head and it will manifest those things which are impure. It will manifest those things which are unrighteous. And if it were not for the grace of God, if it were not for the grace of God, it could cause us to lose hope. It could cause us to think that, you know what? I'm a real bad person. I'm a real, I'm a real naughty and nasty person. I don't like myself. I really don't. And I don't, I'm not deserving of the blessings of God. I'm not deserving of this eternal blessing. I'm not deserving to enter into heaven's gate, as it were, into the kingdom of God. I'm not worthy of it. But, listen, that is the enemy's way of trying to separate us from the blessings of God. But trust me, the Spirit of God is not going to allow us to be separated for long. The Spirit of God, which God has given us, continues to draw us near unto God. It continues to sanctify us day by day. The Christian's walk is a daily walk. It is a walk that 
the Lord Jesus encourages us to forget about the past and not worry about the future, but to walk in the moment. Walk in the moment, day by day, praising him, thanking him. Amen? And that his plan, God's plan, is to, is to eventually remove the enemy. To remove those, those naysayers. To remove those who say, you know what? Where is this Lord of yours? When is he coming? I keep hearing you talk about this Lord. I keep hearing you talk about he's coming. When is he coming? He hasn't come yet. You know? You know? That's their way, again, of trying to discourage us. But trust me, God will deal with them. There's coming a day when God will deal with them and he will remove them from our presence. But for now, we have to deal with them. For now, even right here in our own body, our own assembly, there are those who don't believe. I'm speaking to people out there who, are, who, who don't believe. But the Lord Jesus says, preach the message anyways. Say, preach on. Preach on. Because I have overcome. I have overcome. The Lord Jesus has, the Lord Jesus says, preach on because I have overcome all your enemies. All authority has been given unto our Lord Jesus. Amen? Our Lord Jesus has been given all power and all authority. Did you know that Jesus is the only being ever alive to have died and have resurrected and was resurrected to eternal life? He's the only being. He's the only person that has ever died and was resurrected to eternal glory. Eternal glory. No, there's no one else. He is the first fruits of that which God plans to eventually make us into. Why do I share that with you? I share that with you to assure you that that which God has begun, He shall complete. And that's what we are. We are Christians. We are, we are Christians that have been, that have been blessed by God. We have been blessed and, and that eternity, eternal life, like our Lord Jesus, is ours. That's what I mean by heirs. Heirs of God. You know, normally, a lot of times, especially in our day, oftentimes when we think about heirs, we think about those, we think about those individuals that someone who are in the future will be receiving something from someone who has died who or who has who has passed on right but this is not what I'm talking about when I say heirs of the kingdom I'm talking about that which was given to us by God that which is given to us and that it belongs first of all to who our lord Jesus and then secondly, because it belongs to our Lord Jesus, it belongs to us, to Christians, to those who believe in the life 
death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Do you believe in the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus? Because if you do, then you can rightfully claim yourself an heir of the kingdom. An heir of the kingdom of God. That is, a possessor, or actually one who possesses the eternal blessings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It begins now. It has a present reality. It begins now. It has a past reality. The past reality is that the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon you. That's why you believe. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we've got it backwards. We think, you know, I believe, therefore I deserve, give me my blessing. No, it don't work like that in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we believe because we've been blessed by the Holy Spirit. The anointing the the we have been given we have been given the first fruits we have been given a taste of the first fruits of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and it's good I don't know about you but it's good it's good every day I wake up I think about you know what oh I'm an heir of the kingdom what am I worried about why am I so worried why am I trying to hold on to something that, first of all, it belongs to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ anyways. It's his. All of this, all that you see, all that you have is his. And do you think that for one moment that our Lord Jesus is now going to start living a rebellious life or whatever and reject that which has been given Unto him by God? No, never. Not ever. Unlike what our first parents did, Adam and Eve, our Lord Jesus succeeded. And he will continue to succeed. He will not, he will not stop until he has delivered that which belongs to the Father, which is the kingdom, unto him. Amen? Amen. That's us. That's us and a new, 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 fully renewed. Guess what? Not only us, but all of creation. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. We've got to get into the word a little bit here. And then we're going we're gonna to probably have to continue this message next week. But I gotta leave with this. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nine. Just wetting your appetite right now. I'm just getting warmed up. I like Michael. I'm sizzling. I'm sizzling right now. You know what I'm saying? I like that, man. I'm sizzling right now. I'm just sizzling. Not sizzling, but simmer. That's what it is. That was his word. Simmer. Forgive me. Simmer. If I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a close somebody, I better make sure I get it right. Right? Simmering. And a simmer. Verse 6. I mean, chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? I got to repeat that. Did you guys see that? Paul's asking a question here. But understand that this question is written with the implication of a yes answer. <laughs> Paul is like that. I like Paul. That's why I like Paul. 
He makes you think. Basically, he's like, come on now. Come on, people. Don't you know this? Don't you know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? That's basically what he's saying. But he's asking it in a question, in the form of a question, rhetorical question, okay? So, do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. <laughs> Ooh, oh, don't mess around. Well, I was like, listen, don't be sitting there. Don't be sitting there thinking that you all that. Because you you're not. I'm not. We're not all that either. So, listen, we were once, we were once just like them. And there go, they, listen, you, you can rest assured that anybody that you point the finger at, as being unrighteous before God, as being any of these. And, I, you know, all, all the time, I used to at least, not anymore, but especially when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, we, it was, it was always debate about homosexuals. And we, you know, during my era, policy came out, and don't ask, don't tell policy. That means that there, there are homosexuals amongst us, but we're not to ask them. <laughs> I, I got I to admit, I'm wondering who's asking anyway. I wouldn't want to know. I, you know. Who cares, you know, as far as I was concerned. But there are people out there who would ask. And then when they find out, they kick them out. They get rid of them. Because who wants to go to battle with a homosexual? Nobody. At least in my day. But guess what? They go off if it were not for the grace of God. They go weak if it were not for the grace of God. Got to remember that. Anyways, let me continue. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed. Say washed. 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 You were sanctified. Say sanctified. sanctified. Say I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. And I'm going to continue to read because I got I to gotta remember I got to put that in there. Because as soon as I start reading, you guys will be repeating that too, won't you? <laughs> I'm learning. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Now I share that with you again because this supports my first point, and that is, is that God will ultimately punish all enemies. The enemies of God are those individuals who continue to practice, continue to rebel against God, continue to carry an attitude that God doesn't really care. That, that, you know what? We live and we die. And that's it. It's done. No more. That's it. That's it. So we might as well, we might as well live like the devil right now because, you know what? Guess what? The Lord is not coming. God doesn't care. That's what, that's what many believe. But those who are Christ Jesus, we have a different story, right? And our story is Point number two, I'm just going to talk about this for a brief second, then next week we'll finish. Because Christians are heirs of the kingdom, God will eternally bless his own. Our story is one of blessing. Our story is one of confession. We confess our sins. 
according to 1 John 1, 9. We confess our sins and believe and trust that God is faithful to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is to bring us back into a right relationship with him, whereby we cry out to him, Abba, Father, dear Father, forgive me for I have sinned against you. Make me right. I want to get right today with you. I want to get right right now. I want to stop this wicked and sinful behavior, rebellious behavior. I want to stop. I want, I want it to cease. And I believe that you can do that. I believe that you can take that which is worthless, that which is, which is only deserving of death and destruction. You can take that and renew it. Renew it, to change it, to transform it into that which is eternally glorious. Amen? That's the eternal glory of God. And that's why I titled this message, The Future Glory of the Kingdom. These are, this is the glory of God. Amen? Are you excited about this message? I am. I'm excited about it. And I'm, I'm going to finish it up next week. But because of time, we've got to finish it now today. But understand, we just spoke about God's plan. God's plan and his purpose for the future glory of the kingdom. A kingdom without those individuals that we just read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It will be a kingdom filled with the treasures of God. A kingdom filled with the blessings and the joy, the eternal joy of God. A kingdom in which God is king. And we are his people. Do you understand that? Are you happy about that? Are you blessed about that? by that? I hope so. Let us pray. Our Lord and God, thank you for giving us your spirit. Thank you for increasing our knowledge and love for you. Our Lord and God, thank you for enlightening us with the marvelous, with this marvelous message from your written word. Bless our listeners. We ask and we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please rise for the doxology. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep you and strengthen you according to the divine revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the mystery that was kept secret for a very long time, but has now been disclosed. And through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith. The only wise God be glory and honor, both dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Please hug one another and enjoy the rest of the day.